To the beat of the rhythm of the night. Welcome to episode 82 of the Cigar Snob Podcast. Here we go. Ready for this? Uh, Thanks to our studio audience. All the members of our audience here are applauding very loudly. Thank you very much. Let's get another round of applause for the Cigar Snob Podcast. Yep. Yep. Thank you very much. No, no, everyone calm down. Please, 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 please settle down. Thank you. Okay. Get those people under control. I'm Nick Jimenez, and I am here with Ivan Ocampo. How you doing? And Eric Calvino. Hello, hello. Whoa. We're going to adjust Eric's microphone level. That was very nice. Let me try that again. Do it again. Hello, hello. That's better. All right, so on this episode of the podcast, we are smoking something that we pulled out of the vault, out of the cigar snob vault, the deepest, darkest corners of our humidor. This was shallow in the in the deep yeah. dark corner. This was shallow. Yeah, in the- this is the beginning of <laughs> yeah. the deepest, darkest corner. Yes. Uh, and uh, and we're going to talk about the new issue of the magazine. Also, what's coming up in the some of what's going to be in the next issue of the magazine. We're going to talk about some rum pairing we did recently. Uh, an interview that I just did like ten minutes ago. Um, and, uh, and all sorts of stuff, but all of that is happening on the other side of this sponsor message from Drew Estate, introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua, showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera, and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. And we're back. We are smoking on this episode of the podcast, Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata. This is a cigar that was first released in June 2016, it's got an Ecuadorian wrapper, Mexican binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. So this is a uh, not too often that we do four country blends on the podcast or or anywhere. That's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, usually you know there it'll be like two or three countries. You know, maybe a, maybe a puro, a little one, but four country blends are are in the minority for sure. Uh, so we've just lit this up. It's um, we might even finish it before the podcast is up because we're smoking this in short torpedo, which is a four and a half by fifty-two, which at least at the time that this cigar was released, retailed for eight dollars and ninety cents. So uh, Eric, tell the people, tell the people what you're getting so far, and, and anything else that you might want to say about uh, about the brand and about uh, this release. Well, so I literally just lit it so i it, it i don't have enough time to to give you much but i do notice how much milder it is than the original not that the original was any uh high level of strength or anything like that but i notice the difference uh from even what was it like three years ago correct yeah and, and by the way i should say that uh when i say this was first re- like the cigars we are smoking now are from that first release correct we actually uh for those of you that that like our unboxing videos uh, this cigar was sent to us in that early box when we started the, doing the unboxings, and we received that. I don't know if you guys remember the the orange uh, pelican 
case yeah, yeah. for cigars. With that sweet watch that was in it. Correct. And it had a Sunto watch and it had a pocket knife and uh, and a bunch of like camping things and a speaker. So that was one of those early packages that we opened. And it kind of got us in the in that whole vibe of doing of doing these unboxing videos because we thought that was such a cool unboxing and everybody loved it so much. So anyway, this box is from that. Uh, so that's it's like 2016. So which is when the cigar when the Fuata first came out. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, these have been sitting there in the dark, deep corners of the humidor, uh, just aging calmly. Yeah. And I mean, so far, I don't know about you, Ivan. Uh, I'm I'm liking it. There's there's still a nice balance to the cigar. This is a super unique shape. I don't. Yeah, it's like a short torpedo, very short torpedo. It's like half a torpedo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like exactly half of a torpedo. If I had these in my humidor, these are probably the first ones that I would smoke. These I know are, that's these why are the they were in deep, that... dark corner because if you would have spotted that box, you would have emptied it very quickly because this is a mm. size that. I don't know what you're trying to say with that, but I'm saying that you when they're do... in my humidor, I don't have a lot of time, so I usually pull for the short stuff first. You like Here, I have plenty of time. I even like a good torpedo. Torpedo, torpedo. yes, uh, but no, no, this is this is right up your alley. Yeah, right. I, I know that, so I I stash these. Hence the Dickman cut. Mm-hmm. You 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 only give the Dickman to the stuff you like. Uh, no, it's uh, these yeah. Figurados usually get it. So for I know we've talked about this on the show before, but some people might be joining us here uh, for the first time or having missed previous Dickmans. The Dickman cut. <laughs> You're such for, a Dickman. For people who who are a little lost, the Dickman cut is uh, is the method of of straight cut that that you prefer, Ivan. Right. At an angle with uh, I guess the the top side being longer than the bottom side. So. Is that how is that a Dickman thing? Top longer than bottom. That's yeah. That's what that's he invented. The move? That's what he invented. That's, <laughs> that's what Doctor Dickman, uh, Dickman put in yeah. his uh, in the in the patent uh, application. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, we will come back to this cigar uh, later on in the show. In the meantime, we uh, are going to talk about rum. So in the issue of the magazine that is uh, that is out now. We have uh, one of our five to try features. So this is where we will recommend five products in a given uh, category of hooch. Uh, so in this issue, we did rums. Rum issue. It's the rum issue. Um, and so the rum issue. You know, we ran into uh, a, an issue, uh, and that was With that rum. we needed rum. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, uh, Eric, tell the people about uh, what we what we did there. What you uh, spent all the time drinking. And what they're in for if they pick up the magazine. So what we did is uh, we took five aged rums, uh, and so from five different countries. So the idea was to just give you a good sense of of one of the better aged rums from five different rum producing countries. So we did uh, Safra from Panama. We did Optimus, which is a highly rated aged rum from the Dominican Republic. Uh, what else did we do? We did uh, Bacardi. Uh, Reserva Limitada, right? From uh, Gran Reserva Limitada from Puerto Rico. Foursquare. Uh, Foursquare was the last one I was going to say. But yeah, Foursquare, <laughs> uh, 2005 single barrel from uh, from Barbados. And then uh, the Clement XO rum. Is that? Your, do you your, say Clement? Your, your pronunciation do you say Clement? gets better and better every time you say Clement. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I'm not I'm not that, that guy that does that. I, I try say, not to be. I say croissant. 
I try, yeah, I try to be respectful of the culture and the way that they pronounce things, but I also don't want to sound pretentious when I do it. So I don't know where I'm at here. It's either Clement it's or Clement. You're, you're very right. unfrench of you. Yeah, not wanting to sound pretentious. I know. So, uh, so anyway, that that thing I loved. Uh, I loved all of them, by the way. They were all good in their own different way. They were all so different. I think that's what the most that's interesting the big takeaway, right? Yeah, yeah. They were all so unique. I I came into it thinking that you know all rums were pretty much you know very similar in taste but after we did this uh five to try you know we had some that tasted uh like brandies cognacs had scotch they they all tasted like very that, unique. yeah that four square tastes almost like you're drinking a scotch yep. it's so aged uh it's got that that oakiness of a barrel like a scotch and since they don't add any uh any sugar after the fact uh, these guys from barbados uh the four square peeps uh, since they don't add any sugar, then it doesn't have that over-the-top sweetness. Uh, so, so anyway, all of them were so different and so much fun. Safra, as everyone, if anyone who follows the magazine knows how much we love Safra, uh, and Safra showed off really well. We paired that with uh, Oliva Melanio, which is just a pairing that we do here in the office all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and, and the other thing that was neat about about the piece, uh, and one of the takeaways was, we really. In past five to tries, we put we tried to pair three cigars with each hooch, as you said. Right. Uh, in this one, we said, you know what? Let's really focus on the pairing and just give them one really solid pairing rather than three, one for a guy who wants a strong cigar, one for a guy who wants a mild cigar. Sometimes when you try to say too much, you end up saying nothing. So this time, we scaled it back and said, okay, let's go with just one cigar, whether it's too strong for you or not or too mild for you or not. This is what we found paired the best with this rum. And in the process of of finding what was the best one that paired, uh, it was incredible to see how some of the pairings just did not work. Yeah. Uh, like it would – like there was a – there were moments when, you know, smoking the cigar – turned off your flavor receptors and suddenly the rum just didn't taste like anything. It looked like you were getting drunk for no reason without any flavors uh, and vice versa. So that was that was really fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really proud of, of those five pairings. Um, yeah. I challenge anyone or, or I ask anyone to go out there and try them because I think they're all really, really solid. Do you have a favorite in there, Ivan? I really enjoyed the four square. Yeah. Um, funny how it grew on us, right? First tried it, it was like, hmm, this sound, yeah, this tastes very, very different. Kind of, kind of disappointing because yeah. it just didn't fit the the regular profile of rums you were used to. But then uh, it is cast strength, so I had to dilute it a little bit. And then after, true, and that was part of the initial, like, oh my god, this is so like hitting me in the face. But so complex, um, a lot of different flavors. Really enjoyed it. Really impressed by that too. I also the the uh, Clément. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Mart. Oh, but I didn't say where it was from. The Clemon is, uh, is a rum agricole from Martinique. And so, rum agricole meaning rum agricole. Uh, most rums are are distilled from uh, fermented molasses or other byproduct of producing sugar. Uh, rum agricole is uh, distilled from fermented free run sugarcane juice. Right. So they don't use that sugarcane to make anything other than this rum. Right, and so it, it's very different because it gives, it gives the distillate, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to taste some of that um, sugarcane juice distillate, and it is different. 
It's grassy like a like it's a little grassier than normal distillate from uh, from molasses. Like if you're maybe chewing on sugarcane. Yeah, but with a ton of alcohol, right? Because yeah. distillate is obviously somewhere in the ballpark of like seventy percent or even more. Uh, and so, just really a, a fun piece to to work on. And I got I got a little hammered a couple of days. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I kept you know in trying to find the right pairing. Like I'd keep having to pour myself more rum, and oh, it didn't work with that cigar. Pour myself a little more rum, more that cigar. Well, guys, I'm gonna Uber home today. Because it was right. just, uh, yeah, there was no way around it. I had to just find the pairing. We do have deadlines here, although we push them. Uh, but, yeah, so really fun piece to work on. So, hard shift here. Uh-oh. What are you guys doing for Memorial Day? Oh, 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 I haven't been looking at the show notes. We're, I don't even know where we're you were coming going. up on Memorial Day. What are the what are the plans? Drinking, Riddly, drinking rum. You're going to be drinking rum. Probably, by the way, by the way. Probably cask strength stuff. No, what I'll be drinking this weekend is uh, Big Cypress uh okay hell's rum which i don't friend know of mine, F- fernando gave it to me fortunately we got it in after we did this five to try or else it would have been in the piece late. yeah um but i'll be having that this weekend as i go down to the keys and hang out <laughs> at the chica lodge love the keys I, I, like, uh, anyone... I, like, I like how ivan fortunately we got it a little late yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it, it, it got lost in transit in ivan's house <laughs> it was like <laughs> Someone moved it to the foyer, and someone then moved it to the garage, and yeah. So, uh, so a- anyone who wants to go hang out with Ivan and taste this, uh, oh, taste excellent rum! Yeah, rum. let's get this podcast out post haste <laughs> quickly. Go visit Ivan at uh, room two hundred four. I-, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So oh, a badass room, by the way. Oh, I'm yeah? so excited. Well, now you're now people really want to go. Badass room. So huh? excited. Hot nice. tub. Oh, wow. Ocean view. Sweet, nice, good shit. Yeah, look man. at you, Mister Baller. So I'm, I'm not doing any baller That's activities. Do. I will probably just be uh, finding some meat to grill, and mm. and drinking rum in somebody's backyard. Mm-hmm. That sounds no, like a good time. No major plans here. However, however, Eric, you do have some major plans. I do. There I may do. be some shouts out. Shouts out! Shout shouts, out! Shouts out! Ooh, shouts shouts out. out! There may be some, some shots fired. <laughs> there may be some firing no shots in order. Fired. Yeah, let's not do that. Uh, but there may be some shout outs in order. You want to tell the people what's going on? Well, uh, my brother Oscar Calvino is uh, is marrying Christine Cruz. Hold uh, on, there's a clap or a horn. Or hang on, a horn. hold on. We got mo. <laughs> Where's it at? We've uh, we just purchased a a Chinese soundboard <laughs> that we're very excited about, but haven't quite figured out how to hook up. Uh, hit, hit him with the episode. Hit him with the episode. We don't know what this even is. Oh yeah. Uh. They're playing this at, at at your brother's wedding for sure. For sure. It's gonna be the the walkout song for the, oh, for walk for, for walkout. So then you got this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get married. <laughs> Coming in at 220 pounds. <laughs> That's uh, Oscarito. One of the better investments that this uh, <laughs> that this magazine has made is For that sure. soundboard. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Oscar is getting married on uh, on Saturday. Congratulations! For, for people who don't Oscar know Oscar, Rito. if you're if you're a subscriber of the magazine uh, and you flip through event pages, anytime that there are a lot of Calvinos 
in a photo, Oscar is far and away the largest one. The tallest one, yeah. He's uh, he's huge. He's a big dude. But, uh, but yeah, man, super excited about it. Uh, I get to be the best man, which is always fun. Cool. Wow. Always fun. No, I've never done it. It's my first time. So, really? Yeah. How was the bachelor party? Bachelor party was a good time. Woo! We actually, I love bachelor uh, parties. We, uh, we finished at, uh, I won't say where we started, but we finished at Galliano Cigar Room. In uh, Coral Gables, yeah. I won't say where you started. Mm. Oh, keeping it under wraps, huh? Under wraps, baby. From the wives. <laughs> <laughs> Making it rain. <laughs> we, we were wearing ponchos. <laughs> it was one of those places. <laughs> so uh, much rain. But anyway, yeah, man, super, super jacked about that. That's going to be a fun weekend. Cool. I get, to, uh, I get to play golf in the morning before the wedding. Nice, and then we have the wedding. So I'm, I'm excited, man. So congrats to, uh, to the bro. Congrats and, uh, to Oscar. Yeah. All right. So uh, we are oh, going to wait oh, a second. Whoa, whoa, Sunday. Whoa. Sunday. Whoa. Sunday. Whoa. Sunday. Sunday. Then Sunday, I'm going to the. Uh, gosh, what's the name of that? Where's my phone? It's a uh, it's a foie gras chef event that I uh, was invited uh, by my buddy Caesar Raymond. Oh, I don't know. You foie like that? Of, you like uh, that pronunciation? It was a little bit like Caesar Raymond. Caesar uh, so, so this is a foie gras w- event. Yeah, yeah, it's a chef. It's called Duck Duck Goose Four. Okay, and it's uh, I think it's like nine of Miami's best chefs. Okay, will each be preparing a foie gras dish, uh, and at the Anderson in uh, in Wynwood. No Duck Duck Goose. We won't be playing Duck Duck Goose. No. Who are the other Who are the other chefs? Do we know? Well, Caesar is not a chef. Okay. But uh, no, we don't. But there will be nine chefs making foie gras. Yeah. Serving it. So we got uh, Jose Mending, Douglas uh, Rodriguez, Brad Kilgore, Steve Santana, Jimmy Strine, Brian Mullins, Jason Schroendorfer, Michael Ganor. You want me to keep going? It's a huge list. It's oh, not nine. Oh, I, I take lineup. it back. It's a ton. Yeah, Whole bunch a good of them. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah Bullfrog. Old Scott Linquist from Coyo Taco. Nice. Uh, let's see, Clark Bowen from Bulud. Yes, yeah, so Bulud. Super really solid nice lineup. list, yeah. right? Solid lineup. Even there. Sasha Oman from Madruga Bakery, my favorite Shake bakery in town. Your favorite bakery now. It is my favorite bakery. Yeah, yeah. If no, I'm, you, you, you have been ranting and raving about this. Place. If I am, if I have any reason to drive near it, yeah, I stop. Well, after the show, a couple times we do our our radio show at Cigar Cellar of Miami, and a couple of times I've. Swung by there to pick up baguettes to take home. Yeah. So for those of you who are taking notes and are... Uh, Actually before. Uh, but this is right up against US-1, kind of near the University of Miami campus. Yep. Very close. Uh, so yeah, if you're if you're an out-of-towner and you're in town and you're in that Coral Gables near US-1, South Miami area, uh, in the mornings, recommendation from Eric, right, is Madruga Bakery. Hands down. No questions What's asked. What's your order? You, best, you've got a thing you get there, right? Best baguette uh, in town for me. And uh, what I do for breakfast is a uh, is an egg is a bacon egg and cheese. Obviously, I'd, I hold the cheese, but uh, it's a bacon egg and cheese on a baguette with wilted kale and a uh, like a garlic aioli. It is outrageously it good. sounds good, outrageously yeah. good. And uh, you know, normally when you have a breakfast sandwich made with a baguette, if the baguette is not very good. You end up with a chewy baguette that then ruins your breakfast sandwich because it squeezes all the elements out. Does that soundboard have a boo? It does not have a boo. It doesn't, but it does have a guffaw. 
A guffaw. No, no, we need a boo. Yeah. All right. But uh, but anyway, you know, normally that's what happens with that. And with this baguette, you get to eat it just like if you were eating it on on like a Kaiser roll. Yeah. Sorry, the soundboard is too far away from me, so I'm not going to get up and do that again. Uh, All right. So before we move on. Sorry. One last thing. Okay. One last Memorial Weekend thing. Today's the. No, uh, let's 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 hold off only because we're we're low on material here. We have we're not uh, we don't have a lot of things to say this time around. Okay. And we're gonna throw this this sponsor word okay. in here. We're gonna throw it in the so it feels like it's more in the middle. It's all it's all it's all an illusion. We're tricking the audience, uh, and and this is the way we're doing it. This is uh, tricks of the trade. So uh, you're welcome for the look behind the curtain, podcast listeners. A word from episode sponsor, El Galang Cigars. Speaking of shout-outs, shout-out to Felix. Felix got to see Amparo last night. Felix got to see Amparo. Okay, we're going to talk about what Felix thought about Amparo because I would love to know about that. I can, I can, I can translate what he wrote to All me right, about so, it. So, El Galang the Cigars, side. the company behind its core, El Galang line, Doña Nieves, and extensions of both, brings you... Vegas del Purial. Vegas del Purial is an homage to El Galán founder Félix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad Mesa, who grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas, as well as their farm. The cigar is made at El Galán's Esteli factory and features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a new hybrid tobacco called FFMC for its binder. It is available in four Vitolas, Robusto, which is a 5x50, a 55 by 52 Belicoso, a 7 by 38 Lancero, and a 6 and 3 quarters by 52 Super Toro. The cigars range in price from $8.90 to $10 each. Learn more about El Galang Cigars all over the social media stuff at El Galang Cigars. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars. Uh, and the, the website is El Galang Cigars.com. El Galang Cigars? Cigars? Talking about El Galang Cigars? El Galang Cigars. Oh. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars founder Felix Mesa apparently, apparently, apparently. saw the Amparo experience. Uh, so for those of you who have not been following along, the Amparo experience is the uh, theatrical production that um, the Havana Club, which is uh, the real Havana Club, the real Havana Club, which is a, a Bacardi owned and made uh, product out of Puerto Rico. Uh, it's the production that they're doing like, Tony caliber, uh, Tony nominated production company, uh, Broadway Factor, uh, teamed with uh, with Team Enterprises, which does a lot of these things for Bacardi, um, or does all these things for Bacardi, and uh, and created a thing that is absolutely mind blowing. Even when you set aside the fact that this is uh, a, a brand yeah, connected course. thing, yeah. uh, so it, it tells the story of the Arechavala family. And uh, they're having uh, their company, which produced the original Havana Club uh, in in Cuba, uh, nationalized by the Cuban government after the revolution. So, uh, Felix, who is a Cuban native, how long has he been in the States now? If I had to guess, I would say maybe seven years. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear that perspective, right? But uh, uh, but what was his, his feedback? So, he was, uh, he was floored by it. Obviously, he, he doesn't. Speak English. So I'm going to translate what he uh, what he texted me. I said I texted him this morning. Hey man, how was it last night? Uh, what did you think of the play? And he uh, he said, man, it was incredible, super interesting. Uh, I left wanting more. Uh, everything was so well done. The obra, right? The the production itself uh, 
will go down in history, in, in Miami's history. Uh, George and his team did an incredible job. Uh, super impressed, honestly. Incredibly impressed. So, yeah, I think he liked it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. So the George there is a reference to George Cabrera, who is one of the partners at Broadway Factory, who a lot of people will know from Cigar Circles. Um, he spent a lot of time in and around the cigar world. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, all of uh, Beta de Guayabera Ladies events, right. he, he was always a part of it. He's uh, just a damn good guy, you know? He's just a, a good dude. You'll see him at the trade show. He usually goes to the trade show and hangs out. So those of you listening that uh, are in the industry and will be at the trade show, you probably know George from that. Uh, but, yeah, incredible job those guys have done. Yeah. I can't – like, I was so excited that, that someone – oh, you know who else was there last night? Um, Roberto Guerra, the, which podcast listeners will know as the founder of La Caja China. Right, right, right. He and his family were there. So I haven't spoken to him about it, what he thought of it. So Roberto Guerra was a uh, was a guest on our podcast. So if anybody is curious to hear uh, from Roberto Guerra and all about the story, so La Caja China is a, a uh, an ultra popular uh, sort of ubiquitous cooking apparatus for primarily for roasting pigs. Uh, and I am yeah, it's looking, a pig roasting box. Let's see, Roberto Guerra. What episode was Roberto Guerra? I may, uh, Anybody guess? I'm going to nope. say thirty six. No, so much more recent. So much more oh, recent. Really? 71. Oh, wow. Yeah, Roberto Guerra was our guest on episode 71 of the podcast. So if you want to learn about that, uh, check that out. Just dropping that shameless plug and for And we will be, by the way, we will be talking about La Caja China and other uh, roasting or outdoor cooking devices uh, in our food issue, which is uh, coming out in July. Coming out in July. So, so keep an eye out for that. There will be more that. of that. Keep an eye out for that. Another thing. That uh, maybe in July, really, because we the interview's done, and then it'll all depend because we like bringing you pretty pictures. So depending on when the uh, when the portraiture happens, which hopefully soon, uh, but we'll we'll put it on the podcast regardless. Uh, Martin Cove just did an interview with Martin Cove. Uh, you may know him as Sensei John Kreese, the uh, bad guy karate master in the Karate the Kid movies. Ruthless. Ruthless. Sensei. Strike Sweep first. Leg. Sweep the leg. You know him. No mercy. Leg, yes. Uh, so anyway, that was an interesting you got conversation. You a problem with that? Yeah, you got a problem with that? And then the whole uh, the fight with Miyagi. Uh, all the breaking the door, the car door window and all that stuff. He punched it? Yeah, he punches it. Miyagi ducks out of the way, you know, and he he, be, he defeats himself we're, we're with, doing his play own, by play? with his own violence. Yeah. <laughs> he defeats himself with his own violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Typical Miyagi. Um, That's such a Miyagi move. <laughs> such a Miyagi. So Miyagi. Typical Miyagi. Um, so anyway, um, that was a cool. That was a cool conversation. It was interesting to. Uh, so he's a. The, the reason that we uh, reached out to him for that interview was that I was watching season one of Cobra Kai, which is the YouTube original series that we've mentioned here on the podcast. Sort of like um, it's a series that has. Practically all of the original cast of the Karate Kid, they revisit these characters and sort of like bring you to, okay, where are they now? What are they doing? And that whole rivalry is, is revived. Uh, but he shows up. I like how it flips the script on, yeah. on the whole Daniel and, uh, and, Johnny, and Johnny relationship. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So like it's, uh, most of it is, is from Johnny's perspective where, you know, Daniel is sort of the, the bully here. 
Yeah, he's the guy yeah. that, that like parachuted into his town and suddenly messed exactly. up everything for him. Yeah, and they had like this weird altercation over a girl, and then like months later at a dance, Daniel is like spraying him with a hose while he's just trying to roll a joint in the bathroom yeah. out of nowhere. So uh Mr. Miyagi's like That's a, worth checking out. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi shows up and he's just like beating minors, like fighting little boys fights for them and beating up on high school kids. So um Anyway, so uh, we I spoke with Martin Cove because he shows up at the very, very end of season one smoking a cigar. And sure enough, he's a regular on seasons two and season three, which is coming soon. Uh, and the guy has a cigar in his hand or his mouth in every single scene he does. Uh, Love that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, somebody, especially, uh, you know, something that is uh is not only for the nostalgia of people who know karate kid from uh from childhood. The, from from childhood but you know bringing that to a new audience and i think it's pretty cool that uh you know apparently they were comfortable enough letting uh martin portray this character with a cigar in his hand you know all the time uh i don't know that they would have been as okay with it if it hadn't been a villain you know we're not yeah. uh, uh but still the the fact that that they're doing that is uh, was pretty was pretty cool. Um, so in that interview, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we talk about uh, about that character, and and the other thing that's kind of cool about it is, and I would encourage you to to watch the show if you were at all a, a fan of the movies. He he does bring he and the writers uh, bring a lot of new depth to the character. So like you see uh, this character in uh, a sort of different light, not necessarily more sympathetic. If anything, like more well, of like but a, more development, right? Because it's a series. You have right. you have the room to develop on, on like a movie. Exactly right, right, right. So anyway, back to the cigar. So again, we are smoking on this episode of the podcast the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata. Forgot about it. Forgot about it from 2016. Exactly, we forgot about it for like three yep. years. And uh, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I forgot about it. I know. Yeah, I know. I can wait see it till Carluba. Wait till Carluba hears. Forgot about it. Uh, this is the four and a half by 52 short torpedo, which way back when retailed for $8 and 90 cents. Uh, I imagine the price is, this is still a regular production thing. We're just smoking the first run. I believe it's still out. I can double check. Uh, but either way, um, uh, $8 and 90 cents. Uh, Ivan, how are you feeling about the cigar? Um, has a little bite when I retrohale. So a little bit of pepper, but it. It, you get some of that aging quality where it is little smooth, creaminess, uh, caramelly. I like it. You definitely get the uh, you definitely get the caramel. You get uh, you also get a you, you don't get like a little nutty some nuts yeah yeah a little nut characteristic. Uh, and but but I agree you do get a good bit of pepper and wood. Uh, and the size you know, is great. So, Super enjoyable, uh, little quick smoke. I mean, mm-hmm. we're yeah, we're kind of halfway through it now, and it's tapered. So halfway through is really more like two thirds through. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, very enjoyable little smoke. Uh, you know, we we age cigars. Sometimes there's a payoff. Sometimes there isn't. I believe I like the fresh Foata better. Yeah, that, you know, it's uh, in terms of aging. Aging cigars doesn't always make them better because right. sometimes you can overage them, and three years doesn't sound like a long time. No, but but sometimes it is because the the first thing to go in a cigar, from my experience, first thing to go is the sweetness, 
And so when you lose that sweetness, then all the other uh, sort of more austere, more savory flavors kind of come up to the foreground more. But I don't think it's hurt this one. I, I like the original better. Okay. I remember I remember the original having more of that caramel sweetness mm-hmm. uh, that, that this one is. It's just light. The caramel is super light in this one in comparison to the, the, the older one. So probably fair to say that the, the recommendation here is maybe if you have any of these in your humidor from that first run in 2016, smoke them, smoke them now. I mean, you know, don't rush, but don't. I don't know that we would recommend continuing to age them. Correct. It's not, you're not going to get the huge payoff. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like that. All right. So, uh, again, this is Avo, Synchro, Nicaragua, Fogata. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, yeah, it is uh, very much a uh, still available. It's a regular run, regular production right. cigar. Cool. Uh, so before we take our last commercial break, I want to just let people know about this radio show, right? I think we should. I, 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 have we talked about it on the on the podcast? If if we have, maybe in passing. Yeah, maybe in passing. But uh, we have been doing an AM talk radio show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, if you're in South Florida, so that's from the Keys all the way up to like North Broward, you can hear that live, six to seven p.m. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on 12:10 a.m. So that's 12:10 the man. It's called the draw and uh it's it's a lot like this podcast actually. In, it very much it just yeah. has uh more hard breaks. Right, yeah. So right. like yeah, we have to stop at a certain time. Correct. Um so and you can also stream that at 1210theman.com so 1210theman.com uh or find it on <clears throat> excuse me, on Spotify. So uh, they've been pretty good about uploading uh, episodes same day to Spotify. But as a general rule, the next day, the previous day's uh, uh, radio show is on Spotify. So if you search 1210 The Draw, that's a pretty easy way to find it in the podcast tab on Spotify. Um, Ivan is not a uh, a, a member of the... Contributor of that show, no. Soundboard booze, please. Soundboard booze, boo, boo. Um, Yeah, do we have booze? We don't have well, we'll or, what's the closest we have I'll to take a, a guffaw? <laughs> That'll do. It's not really the sentiment that I think we were going for here, but you know, why don't you give him a little kiss just for good well, measure? How about this? Oh, there we go. Whip there it. Go. Yeah, whip. <laughs> That's never gonna get old. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, it just needs to get closer to the mic. But uh, but Ivan, you, you've been listening to some of the show. Yeah. Are we doing okay? Great, great, great show. Cool. Thanks. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, but uh, And then Tuesdays, we're joined by uh, Carluba, who people have probably heard referenced more than even makes sense They're on this podcast. They're probably tired of hearing about Carluba, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can hear him and his goofiness right. on Tuesdays on the show. Yeah. I think he adds a, a fun element of goofiness. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're already kind of goofy, but he takes it to a whole new composite word. He likes joining it's words. Funny segue uh, level. Yeah, well, it's great that you guys are on location, so that adds a lot, right? You know, yeah, to so, the show. Yeah, so, good, so good you point. have people, you have uh, people there with you listening to the show. Studio and audience. We don't have to those, fake the applause. You don't have to fake the applause. And uh, by studio audience, what we're talking about is that we we broadcast the show uh, from Cigar Cellar. 
So Cigar Cellars at 1557 Sunset Drive in Coral Gables, Florida. Although really it's uh, most people who are from around here think South of that Miami. as South Miami. Yeah. Um, but uh, from Monday to Wednesday, 6 to 7, you can drop by, smoke a cigar, and hang out with us while we're doing the show. And they have beer and wine. And they have beer and wine. So they've got, what, three beers on tap and they rotate no, think, them out? Yeah, I think even more. Yeah? Yeah. So, I think it's like six. Okay, yeah. So six beers on tap. Um, and uh, there's... I may be wrong, but... Maybe 12. Yeah, they no, have a whole wall of like 50 beers on tap over at Cigar <laughs> they Cellar. They do not, but they have enough beer for you to find something you want. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so come hang out with us. Monday, Tuesdays, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Uh, Tuesday in particular, you want to you wanna listen on Monday because we'll be letting you know how you might be able to get your hands on some swag on Tuesday. Absolutely free swag. Free swag. Free of the swag, everybody. Uh, okay, so before we come back with our parting recommendations, a word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera, and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. All right, and as we do every episode of the podcast, we are ending with our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know some things that you may want to eat, drink, smoke, watch, read. Ivan, what do you got? Right, so I just caught wind of this new uh, TV series. Um, only seen one episode. Uh, I'm one episode in, uh, but I just caught caught wind of it. It's a great show. It's called Game of Thrones. Oh, never heard of this. this thing's amazing. No yeah, kidding. a lot of weird characters, a lot of huh. uh, weird plot twists, but it seems like from this one episode, like it it might have some legs. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's gonna it, be good. It's, it's about the, it's Thrones. It's, just, it's like musical chairs. I haven't seen any thrones yet, but I have seen okay. uh, midgets. Got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so different size chairs, people. different size thrones are involved. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm going to check that out. Uh, I did see one episode of it. I haven't seen uh, any of the episodes after that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it because I'm but, like okay, too but, late to but, the game. But after watching the first episode, do you want to see the second one? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Not your thing. Is it a genre thing or you just weren't into that? I do like it. I, there's something about that first episode that I didn't like. But I don't want to get into it. I'll okay. give you a good show that I did watch that I do like. Sure. HBO has a new series called Chernobyl. Mm, okay. All right. It's less about chairs. The, less chairs. Uh, the ones that are there are kind of not usable. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of radioactive. Yeah. So, yeah. It's about the Chernobyl nuclear power plant explosion. Uh, very well produced. The acting is incredible. Uh, I am one episode in. What, what is the premise of it, though? Because I have heard Andy and you raving about it, but I don't know. It's really. When it, does it take place? Does it take place it, before it, the explosion? The, the, fir- the first is episode is actually during the explosion. And then how, what events trans- transpire after that. And okay. how everybody reacts to the explosion. And it's, it's, a, it's a great story. What, cool. what accents do people have? English. They're British Russians. They're British Russians. Yeah. Yeah, most, but some, I mean, the, some of the extras look exactly like Russian people, but the main actors all have uh, British accents. Yeah. Such a racist. 
Why is it that always, if you are from it's, anywhere else other than America, yeah, you or maybe accent. Australia, which they can maybe do, it, you're, you're, you're English. You're English. No matter what. Yeah. It doesn't matter what language you are, what language you speak, you're English. You speak yeah. with a British accent. They do a movie uh, uh, in Spain, and the guy's got a British accent. The even Spaniard has a British accent. Even if you're why? an American player. So on Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, who's American, British accent, in a fictitious, fictional place. Which yeah uh, yeah I don't I don't get that with, but, uh, with some hey, made up nationalities too, although he is in a in a family of people with that accent, so I guess it sort of makes sense he would talk like them. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, <laughs> all right. So my recommendation is actually it's been a while since we did one of these, but do not. My recommendation is that you not watch uh, Nick DiPaolo's A Breath of Fresh Air. So I was kind of excited about this. This is a YouTube uh, uh, stand-up comedy thing, but it's not YouTube's premium thing. So he put it out for free. Is he the the dude that does conservative comedy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's no good? I did not like it. Um, I, I was kind of looking forward to it because I thought like, oh, okay, this is going to be you know something that you don't see a lot of, so it's going to feel kind of fresh. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's uh, pujo, which means that it's, it's mean? kind of obnoxious. Oh. Uh, and I'm, you know, uh, I, I thought that I would appreciate the, and I don't know much about his politics, but I figure like, okay, this is not a leftist, progressive, uh, you know, social justice screed sort of stand up, which sometimes I find that stuff funny. Uh, this just felt like the, the annoying guy at your cigar lounge who is uh, a, a shock jock in his own head. Yeah, you know that's kind of the way we I know felt some about guys it. Like that, <laughs> that's Ooh. yeah the 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 maga shock jock in his own head. That's yep. that's kind of the way I felt about this show, and I was a little let down because I think there are people who are funny who are Trump supporters. I don't if he's one of them, and I'm I don't follow a lot of his stuff. This was not a good example. Uh, mm. So uh, you want a piece of me? <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, you uh, want a piece of me? I mean, it's on the one hand, it's free. And, you know, if there's anybody who is an advocate for watching bad things that are free, it's me. I, but it's not I don't know anyone that is more but it's of an not advocate so, than you. But it's not so bad that it's, like, funny how bad it is, yeah. right? It's just it's just like kind of, eh, whatever, like, you know. Obnoxious. Yeah, you're just kind of skating by on the conservatives will watch this thing and, and you'll get views. So, um, anyway, I would recommend not watching that. Don't, okay. uh, don't spend time there. Eric? Well, I, I gave you uh, Madruga Bakery earlier, and I stand buy that mm-hmm. uh, I love that place and I recommend you do it too uh, but in the meantime in the uh, in lieu of another recommendation I will recommend that you go to your nearest tobacconist and pick up the latest copy of Cigar Snob Magazine it's got a piece in it called Five to Try and, no I'm kidding we just did that <laughs> but uh, but no it's really well done uh, the, the whole crew just kicked ass on this issue uh, the photo shoot is amazing we have uh, Altidus uh, with the Trinidad Espiritu, Espiritu in the, uh, I don't know why the first Espiritu came out a little funky, so I said it again. Espiritu. And then I said it again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the tr- Trinidad Espiritu, uh, very good photo shoot at the Amparo Experiences where you shot that. The story by Nick about the Amparo Experience called Cuban Spirit is uh, outstanding. I was mm. with the uh, Bacardi guys last night, and they were all into it, loving it. Uh, yeah, Curtis. We got Wayne Curtis wrote up a piece about American rum, which uh, is about America. So I say you get on that. Proud. So, yeah, Proud to be an American. The, that's what I got. Yeah, rum, 
rum that's made in America, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So there's all that. So check it out. Check out the website, cigarsnob.com. Dot com. All right. Uh, I, th- I think with that, we're, we're good. I think we're, I think we're done. Cool. We're done, we're done for the day. It. All right. Happy so, Memorial Day, y'all. Happy Memorial Day. You can, uh, you can find episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast uh, or like and subscribe and all that stuff on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and probably other things I'm forgetting. Uh, follow us on all the social media things at Cigar Snob Mag. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next time. Later, y'all.